2: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 502 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined by my two co-hosts, Stephen Kyle Bracky and Ben Funky Askren. Ben, coming to ask woo! Wisconsin, and a big woo to start the morning, and we have a special guest on, uh, head coach of... Appalachian State, John Mark Bentley. Coach Bentley on. Uh, if you didn't hear, haven't heard, don't know, um, I sent out a tweet yesterday. App State announced they were cutting several sports. And fortunately, thank thank the Lord, not wrestling at App State. App State has a, a really strong program. As you can see right behind Coach uh, Bentley, you've got the SoCon Champion 2019 with some pretty sick rings there behind you. Uh, so a good program, and they're able to – remain off the chopping block and since the COVID-19 stuff has been coming out it was kind of one of the first moments of paranoia we had as a wrestling community like oh boy this could this might be bad for for these programs especially mid-majors which App State falls in that so so Coach Bentley how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing great I appreciate you guys having me on.
2: Well we're thankful to have you on um so I I guess I I have a quite a few questions thoughts but but just as uh, you've been working in the athletics department there at app state how aware were you that okay there's there's going to be some some cuts levied against some sports here were, were you aware that was potentially coming
0: well I don't know that I would say I was aware that it was coming and it was announced but I, you know I was I was obviously nervous and uh, you know if you're paying attention to the national Uh, conversation that's going on with mid-major universities and their athletics departments and you know recently you know I did know that uh, you know we had taken some hits financially uh, as a university uh, you know with the canceling of the NCAA championships for basketball and some other uh, you know typical sources of revenue for the athletics department Um, So I I was worried about that. And then obviously you see the news coming out about other universities announcing the the, uh, discontinuing of of male Olympic sports. And, 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 uh, you know, so it obviously, you know, it was definitely on my radar and and I definitely thought there was the potential to have um, drastic changes here. Uh, You know, obviously I didn't know what those were. Uh, I was just hopeful that our sport wasn't in danger. And, uh, you know, I really, uh, my heart goes out to any, of the uh, sports that have been dropped during this uh, pandemic. Uh, but, but I think that, uh, you know, we try to do our best to position our sport as a um, program that, that really makes sense on our campus and, uh, you know, brings a lot to the table.
2: Yeah. So the further and for, for, for more context, men's soccer, men's tennis and men's track and field were the, were the programs that were cut at app state coach. What, what do you think you have been able to do at, your program to, to keep App State still, um, an active flourishing program and what advice would you maybe give to other, other programs as
0: they look to, um, re- remain? Well, I think that, you know, on our campus wrestling is a, is a really big deal. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously we've had a lot of success, uh, competitively. You know, we won a lot of, Office championships. We've been ranked in the top 25 in the country, you know, several of the last three or four years and uh, had some big power five wins. We've produced some all-Americans. And so from a competitive standpoint, this program has, has excelled and, and we've got a great tradition and history. Uh, but I think it's a lot more than that. You know, I mean, I think that obviously you want to be very competitive uh, on the wrestling map, but but we bring a lot of other things to to the table as well. I mean, our program raises a ton of money we just recently did a, about a $200,000 wrestling, uh, facility renovation, which we raised the funds for, uh, ourself. And, uh, you know, we're one of five ticketed sports at Appalachian state and, uh, you know, where they're selling tickets. And, you know, the, the great thing about that is, is we're selling tickets and every single time we wrestle home dual meet, we have standing room only crowds. And so I, I think there's a lot of things that, that it's, uh, you know, been, you know, we're very very fortunate to have going for us here at Appalachian State, and, and those are just uh, you know, a few of them. So
2: you've been at, uh, at App State for, for a while now. What And how much when, when you got there are you thinking, okay, not only do I need to coach, I need to win, but I need to show a certain amount of value because I know I coach wrestling and I know that wrestling is a vulnerable, vulnerable sport. When did that kind of enter your consciousness? Like, okay, I have to have a different approach
0: outside of just winning. I think it was probably four or five years uh, into my tenure as a head coach when I'm looking at the national landscape of college wrestling and and watching programs that were competitive uh, from a wrestling standpoint uh, getting dropped or having, you know, know, the program take a step backwards and things like that. And, you know, I've also, you know, kind of with, you know, being in this role uh, with time have understood that, you know, it's important that your that your wrestling program or, or any sport fits within the body of the university and with the athletics department, and so you know all those things that I just mentioned, uh, you know, are things that Appalachian State has going for us. It makes sense on our campus. I mean, if you step on our campus and you know you run into any random person or in the town or in the in the uh, student body. Uh, they're aware that we have a really successful wrestling program and, and uh, you know, that it's a big deal on our campus. And so getting that message out there, you know, a lot of people, you know, didn't have a clue how how much revenue we actually bring to the university. So about five years ago, I started creating an end of the year report that details wow. all that, how much money we raise, how much, uh, you know, how much our season ticket sales are every year that goes directly to the athletics department. Uh, you know, just things like that, the success we've had, and just, it's not just one thing, but it's a component of all the things that, that embody why our program is is important and why it's successful on this campus. And so just trying to, you know, I understood that getting that message out of the value of, of Appalachian State Wrestling, uh, both within this community, within the university, and within the, the region was, was very important. And, and that's just kind of been my goal. Um, it's especially of late, the last four or five years, I've really tried to to make sure that that, that message is, is being spread. Well, that's great. It sounds
2: like you've been um, very proactive, and that's what I think we got to be on the offense. Wrestling has to be on the offense here. They can't be deferential and just say, "Well, we're it's a great sport, and we have great athletes." It's just it's so much more than that. Especially for ads and sport and just administrators at schools, that it's they're not all going to care about wrestling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and I think it's also important that that you find out what the, you know, what the mission uh, of your university and your athletics departments are. And we as a sport need to position ourselves to be within those, uh, those, those missions and and values of the, of the university and the athletics department. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that, that I'm really proud of, you know, here at Appalachian State is, is that our, wrestling program fits well within this university and the culture and uh you know we've had a, a ton of support you know i can't thank our donors our alumni enough that have you know made things possible like the renovations of the you know the wrestling facilities our wrestling facilities are top notch which you know you guys did a you know a uh, coverage on it last year and and uh you know we've had a lot of success produced all americans you know had a lot of big wins uh you know, in dual meets over the last five years. And, you know, I think something else that's important is, is we're able to get, uh, you know, big time programs, top 25 and power five opponents to wrestle us in varsity gym just because of the atmosphere. And uh, I think anytime that you're wrestling in front of sellout crowds or standing room only crowds, I think that speaks volumes to the, to the university and to the athletics department about what a big deal Uh, wrestling is and how important it is you know within your campus yeah looking forward um kind of shifting gears here what
2: is the the next couple months look like for you guys as a program what have you heard about guys returning to campus and training and and things like that and also what do you anticipate next season looking like from a from a competition schedule standpoint
0: well i think there's still a lot of a lot of things up in the air Uh, You know, we're obviously trying to prepare our guys the best we can remotely. Uh, You know, we're doing team meetings weekly and, uh, you know, making sure that our guys understand that, you know, we don't know when we're going to be able to return to campus. But as soon as they are, our guys need to be prepared to to be fit, to be in shape, and to be able to start training and and getting after it right away because we may not have as long of a preseason. Uh, as we've had in, in years past and, you know, who knows how long our season could be this year. I mean, I know there's been some um, mention the last couple of weeks about potentially moving uh, the season to start in January uh, amongst the division one coaches and maybe have the NCAA championships conclude in April. Mm-hmm. And And I do think that there would be some value to that, especially in the current circumstances with so many things that are unknown and uh, you know campuses, you know, trying to return to normal. Um, I don't, uh, I don't foresee any uh, athletes being back on our campus before July. I mean, I did see that the NCAA uh, made voluntary workouts uh, allowable again starting June first, but but I don't, uh, I don't foresee that our campus will open up again before July one. And I think it'll be kind of a phased reopening with staff potentially fall sports like football and things like that and then I think um, you know it'll gradually kind of open up to the to the general population so
2: okay looking looking to next year the 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 lineup you're going to put out what are some uh give us a kind of a sense of of what your your team's going to look like next
0: year well we we return a lot and we graduated three seniors but it was three really good seniors I mean we uh you know we had three conference champions that were seniors that were losing and uh you know so we've got to replace those guys but but seven of our starters that return had winning records so uh you know this was probably the first year of my coaching career that we had all 10 wrestlers had had winning records in the starting lineup so I thought that was something that that was was positive and something we could build on we have a really strong team culture right now probably the best team culture of any uh teams that that i've coached and uh, a lot of guys that are hungry and there's just a lot of positive things going on for our program right now Our, our our team continues to grow and to improve and uh you know as as our culture has gotten better and better i've seen that uh you know the young guys coming in it's uh you know, it's easier for them to get on board and, and, uh, you know, maybe have some success early on. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's just so many positive things going on in our program right now. Uh, you know, I'm excited about next year, the challenge that's ahead. I mean, we do return, uh, you know, seven out of 10 starters, uh, but we lost three key ones, uh, which we, you know, we're working diligently to, you know, to kind of fill those holes. Uh, And, you know, obviously with, you know, five scholarships, that's, that's a challenge, yeah. you know, with, with not being fully funded, but, but I think, you know, we're in a good spot. Our guys have really uh, put in a, you know, I think a good amount of work the last couple of years. And so, uh, you know, I'm excited for the, for the challenge ahead and, and uh, you know, the potential that this team may have.
2: That's awesome. Um, well, it's been, it's been cool following your program. I appreciate you, uh, uh, being able and willing to come on. I think you have a, a good message to other programs about, you know, what is necessary to keep wrestling alive in Division One sports. I think that's super important. Um, is there is there anything else before, before we let you go?
0: Well, no, I think that just, like I said, I mean, I think that on a lot of campuses, you know, wrestling could be uh, a premier sport. It's just a matter of how we're packaging it and, and making it, Uh, you know, like I said, part of the university and and athletics department mission, but also it has such a great entertainment value, which our fan base understands that, but we've got to figure out a way to market it to the general population. And that's what we've tried to do is really kind of, you know, how do we, how do we include new fans and, uh, you know, how do we, how do we grow uh, the brand, not just within the wrestling community, but within the sports community in general, within, within just the, the, you know university and and the the region um you know i mentioned before we're one of only five ticketed sports here and uh you know five i think we've been ticket you know selling season tickets for the last five or six years and i remember i had a little bit of pushback when i first went to approach my administration about starting to sell season tickets and i remember they were like well it's going to kill your attendance and it's actually done the opposite i mean since we've started selling season tickets our attendance has continued to grow because I think we put a value on, on our program
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, you know I think that's something that you know even though those funds go just into straight into the athletics department I'm okay with that because we're bringing something to, you know we're bringing something to the athletics department you know what I mean as, as opposed to just being a constant drain you know we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we're uh, you know helping you know promote the, the agenda of the athletics department and, and you know our university Obviously, you know we've had several All-Americans in, in recent years, and, and that's very important to us. I mean, we've always want to have All-Americans, and you know our goal here is to be a top ten team. You know, we've been a, a top twenty-five team, things like that. But we're we're trying to move the needle forward. Uh, I've got some great conversations going on right now with donors to grow our scholarship budget because I think that's the key. I mean, if yeah. we can get five more scholarships, I think that could make a big, big difference for our program. And so I've got some great conversations going on, and some things that look uh, positive moving forward uh, to, to generate those extra funds for for scholarships. So, just a lot of exciting things going on. Our program's growing, and and it's just a, a great place to be.
2: Man, well, that's outstanding. Um, is, if you just continue on this track, I, I'm I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to get it. You've you've done a lot there, and you're you're on the right path. And it's it's cool that you've been able to uh, establish. Uh, wrestling in Boone North Carolina where I don't think there's a big wrestling tradition I think that's hard and, I think, and it's interesting you know that you know in Raleigh you know Pat Popolizio, he's been able to energize it it just kind of shows that with the right vision it, you can take a place that doesn't know wrestling or have a re- rich wrestling tradition and, and make it a wrestling town I think that's really cool
0: yeah absolutely I mean and we do actually um, you know if you look back in the uh, you know, the 50s and 60s, uh, Appalachian State Teachers College was actually, uh, you know, it has a st- strong tradition way back when, when it was an NAIA and, and uh, you know, even early on in the, in the 40s, 50s and 60s actually had some pretty, some pretty cool stories. I mean, I've got some pictures uh, that are in my office of matches back then that were in one of the old gyms where it actually shows like it was packed you know, for one of those matches. And so, uh, yeah, it's just recently we've definitely, uh, you know, tried to grow, uh, the sport, uh, you know, to a new level. And I think that's important for our, you know, for our success and our sustainability, we have to continue growing as a sport.
2: Well, appreciate you coming on. Uh, very well said. And, uh, we'll we'll be rooting for you back here. Um, thanks for coming on Koji Uh, hope you have a good, good Thursday and, um stay safe out there
0: absolutely thank you guys thanks for all you do for wrestling
2: hey thanks coach have a good one talk to you later all right coach john mark bentley app state university that was really cool also it's really scary you know I, i i feel i don't know if i should feel this way but like after odu dropped i I was concerned or worried or like, is this going to be like a two, three week thing or where she's going to be like this school, that school. And, you know, we dodged one. I say dodged one because CMU dropped rest, uh, dropped, not wrestling, but they, they cut some men's sports that mm-hmm. really worried me. Right. But we, yeah, fortunately, you know, Coach Borelli's done such a great job there, but you know, Coach Martin did a pretty freaking good job at ODU and they're gone. Now that team doesn't yeah. exist. So, and, and that was an important distinction I think Coach Bentley made. is like It's not just the – you can't just win. You can't just be good. You can't yeah. be, be a conference champion. You've got to do some other things and and align with your administration's vision and align with the school. It's, it's a lot more than just, all right, I'm going to get good wrestlers. I'm going to make them good, and the rest takes care of itself. It just – maybe it should be that way. It is that way in football. It's not that way in wrestling. And that's just
1: – the uh. Christian, did you know they sold out all their duels? App State. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. He's. We he said that. Um, they, uh, yeah, yeah I didn't like, know that. Yeah, they're um, standing room only for for a lot, their, a lot of their duels. Yeah, it's that's amazing. We gotta get to a duel there sometime. We
3: um, my when I was at Ohio, we like every year would do a home and home with them. Um, so my senior year, we went down there, and he's right, it's an awesome atmosphere. It was sold out. They had like the dance team there and like cheerleaders on the side of the mat. Bracky love that. Um, I'm just saying like, like, how'd it go? Ohio win? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We won. We had a good team that year, Um, but, uh, they, I'm just talking about that. Like they, that athletic department gets behind it and really promotes it. And it was like, it was like a show. Um, so no, it was, it was better atmosphere than we have at Ohio. So heck yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um,
1: hey, you know, you you talked, talked about the wrestling town thing, Christian. That that kind of made me think of North Carolina. You know, I know certain certain schools are putting no fly things on their their athletic teams, except for maybe conference duels. You know, all those all those schools down there, I just brought a map up, man, they're kind of sitting pretty. I mean, because North Carolina now has North Carolina's pretty good, Campbell's pretty good, North Carolina State's pretty good, Virginia Tech's not too far away, uh, App Duke. State. So there's you know, Dude, Well, they're, they're struggling. They're struggling, okay. too.
2: Oh, I see what you're Oh, I thought you were just you talking know, about well, just like, geographically. geographically like. Well, I mean,
1: yeah, but, I mean, to get good matches, right? If you want to right. wrestle, let's say, a top 25 team, I mean, dude, you guys, the App State, for example, they could probably get four top 25 duels within a
2: four-hour driving
1: distance. It's yes. pretty nice.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. And, well, Virginia lost a good one with ODU, but they still have UVA um virginia tech vmi's there george mason's there shout out coach beasley so yeah a lot a lot going on there is there is a concentration and you know you think about it if this if app state is weirdly a pac 12 team and they're in you know boise idaho or somewhere it's like the your budget is going to be insane for traveling there's just nothing seriously so there's a lot um you know one of the great things about the east coast yeah. yeah we all
1: know. Well yeah, cuz yeah, I'll, I mean think about some of those teams out west think about how, I mean, would talk forget top 25, Oregon State, where the heck can they drive to? Nowhere. Nowhere. I mean, There's literally get... l- literally nowhere.
2: I mean, technically, they could drive all to every program, but also like feasibly, they can't. It's, it's Okay, l-
1: I mean literally probably the closest thing is what Stanford's Stanford? probably six six hours. I mean, that, that over there, it's so far to get places. It's it's totally crazy. Hmm.
2: I'm, it's can't... nine hours. Nine hours? Oh, see, see, I told you. It's crazy. Think about that. Nine-hour radius, App State and all these these mid-Atlantic teams are probably within 30 programs. Everybody, Maybe yeah. I mean, it, it, within
1: nine hours, App State could get up to probably Jersey, I'm guessing.
2: Yes. What
1: that do you think? Is- Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, they could get it to Jersey. Especially especially if I'm driving. Let me drive the bus. (laughs) Boone,
1: Boone, okay. Guess how long Boone to Rutgers is. mm, Hmm.
2: nine
1: nine hours, 10 minutes.
2: Oh, wow. Look at you and your powers of estimation, Ben.
3: That's less than Corvallis. It's it's almost uh, 10.
1: Yeah,
2: I Googled it. (laughs) (laughs) So... um. Hey, well, this has nothing to do with anything, but my uh, for those of you who listen to FRL or or follow me on social media, you know my dad is a terrible traveler and like kind of psychotic. Well, <laughs> he they arrived. I walked out the door yesterday morning, and my parents are are parked in front, like just waiting for me to walk out the door. And so uh, my brother forbid my father from driving across the country. To, he's seventy. Three now okay he's like you're not allowed to drive from virginia to texas anymore you can't do that by yourself so he. why not why are you trying to hold the old man back <laughs> he scares us he scares us um you know he's because he's, he's old and so Jeez, it's like christian you're a bully well uh, i mean uh, N- natalie was talking about it she was calling him old yesterday he's old he's not young okay. so anyway all right, all right. um well, my mom's coming with him, so this is great. So they'll split the time. He did the whole thing by himself in tw- in like 20 hours. No break. They didn't stop at a hotel. So he's a little. Freaking savage. He's, he's probably like covering Wayne Balma. He probably didn't even stop to pee. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he is definitely really very, very tough. Um, okay. Oh, man. So what, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll touch in and out for, for the App State stuff and just the, go ahead. So I guess I had a
1: question about your dad there. So Okay, okay. go ahead. So I, I was confused. he When you walk out in the morning and they're there, literally. were they not there the night before? They, they weren't there the night before. So the they came in and they were waiting for you like to get up in the morning, they literally just showed up?
2: Oh, we knew they were coming, but they were supposed to come. Like oh, My mom was okay, like, we'll okay. probably be there between 9 and 11 in the morning. So I was like, okay, cool. When I get back from radio, they'll be there. And I walk out. I, I leave for work at like 6 a.m and i see a like a rental car there i'm like oh, what are they here and they were here and i the reason i i was like holy cow because the day before they said okay the gps has an eta of like 5:30 and that's like not factoring in stops or anything and they were there at like 6 he didn't stop they i mean gas and gas and food i guess and i they packed a cooler dude, full of food dude that's hardcore that's hardcore dude he's hardcore <laughs> but, yeah. so yeah, they're here um Ooh. next wow. topic, hey, Fargo's canceled, tag hey. on it, oh, hey, I had one more thing on the talent debate, oh, okay, that I want to go. bring up
1: no i'm just I'm just messing with our listeners
2: oh. <laughs> let's go to Fargo. just give me twenty minutes, no, yeah, Fargo's canceled, <laughs> that stinks, um, yeah, I was probably naively optimistic that maybe it would happen or some version of it would happen. Uh, it, it is not happening. No Fargo. And Ben, I just want your, your gut reaction, not yeah. really to the decision. Cause it's like, well, obviously the decision is, is understandable and probably very logical, yeah. but like, what are the ramifications of no Fargo as you see it?
1: Well, I, so I, I, you know, everything, the dominoes fell really quickly yesterday for, at least for us here in Wisconsin, so it was like I was literally doing. I was teaching less private lessons uh, with small groups, and I was like, "Oh crap, guys, Fargo's canceled. Sorry. Uh, you know, when I know more, I'll tell you. Oh, hey, uh, Wisconsin's going to do both the freestyle Greco and youth freestyle state in August. Okay, that's great. At least we got that. We got we yeah. got that right. We got that. To force you down. Oh, hey, UWW is going to host their trials in Ohio in August or September. Okay, we got that. So it's kind of like it was kind of like okay. Well, we we at least got some closure on Fargo, and then we also have then some stuff to look forward to, which you know we haven't really had much to look forward to since March. So it was, it was both obviously a really negative, but then you know I, I felt like that was some like positive things that we had something to look forward to, and now you know obviously something for the guys to start training
2: for. Yeah, so it's good y'all you'll have at least states to to train for. Yeah, what what about the first thing I thought of is kind of the recruiting yeah right? that's this huge is where, this is where you beat troy letters ben
1: so yeah i mean without that there, uh, yeah no you're nailing it without that summer who knows where the hell i end up um, who, you know because especially at that time there was no super 32 or you know there's a few other really good fall tournaments right mm-hmm. but i mean i just had this talk with a few of the juniors and you know because the way we run our program is kid the idea is that kids get a steep incline of improvement as they go through high school um and we've seen we have a few of these juniors who've gotten just so much better over the course of the last year and now they didn't have uh, a folks national tournament this spring they didn't have a junior duels they don't have a jun- you know freestyle state they don't have to run the planes yeah. they don't have fargo so they li- literally have zero matches there's nowhere that they can go to compete um and that, that's really hard because, I, you know, I don't want to say some of them were banking on this spring to, you know, try to find out where they're going to college. But, but yeah, they probably were. And so, you know what I think will happen? Maybe, maybe – and part of me says maybe this is even a good thing. The recruiting will just get pushed back, right? The recruiting is get pushed back till this fall. I, I've always thought the recruiting happened too early, and I didn't didn't really think there was any way to solve that. Um, uh, because if someone goes early, then everyone else has to go early. Otherwise you get left behind. Yeah. So, you know, maybe the recruiting to push back to this fall. Maybe that, maybe that's a positive thing.
2: Is it, are we, are we going to have like the craziest super 32 ever? Like with no Fargo. I mean, every super 32 is like the craziest thing ever with like, yeah, literally over half the ranked wrestlers in the country are there. But now is that get exacerbated with, all right, I didn't get to show my stuff at, at Fargo let me let me go to super 32 and get get put on the map because it's another good way to get put on the map but it's so much it's so much more rigorous than Fargo. so hard
1: it's what well, because there's only there's obviously only one age group right i mean yeah fargo you, you split the age groups by two mm-hmm. um super 32 that's not the case yeah it's rigorous but i mean man i've had some really good kids go you know Peyton Mako, before he went third and well, flow, he was I think two and two or three and two. Keegan the year, Keegan the year before he broke out and won Super Thirty Two. The year before, he was either two and two or three and two. You know he had he had like one good win, but he had you know lost to a couple guys. So it's like, man, if the coaches, uh, you know, if they're really hustling, dude, there's some like it's like we're talking, I'm not even talking like in the quarterfinals because we're talking round of sixty
2: four. There's some no. freaking battles. Yeah. I mean, really good kids. Yeah, for real. So it's it is a mind blowing tournament in terms of how much it really is. How much talent there is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Skill skill you mean? (laughs) No, I don't. I mean talent. Apparently my father's listening and he he wants a shirt that says freaking savage now because he called him a freaking savage. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You should make it for him. Um you know the other thing that could happen here
1: too, i I I obviously had groups, but they're too little bit big. Um but you know, there's some other pretty good you know, I really like the Grapple Fall Classic. That's a Michigan tournament. I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't think you guys stream it. They should stop being stubborn and probably stream on flow. Um I don't know where the heck they stream at. Uh but advice. you know <laughs> the, they will obviously I think there'll probably be more people wanting to go to that. You know, because that's listen, I, I was talking I was talking to some kids yesterday, and then I started with another group, and I it, they were juniors, right? And I had a finished talking to them and started with the next group. And – you know, obviously, I said, "Hey, we're we're going to go Super 32. but then I walked back into the room where they were getting ready to leave, and I said, "Guys, actually, you know what? Let's just plan on going to everything. Go to everything oh, yeah. because you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, for for what it's worth, I think if a high, good high school kid beats a couple of nationally ranked guys, say you know at uh, Grapple Fall Classic, right, he beats a couple of national ranked guys, and then maybe doesn't place at Super Thirty Two. Well, the coaches are going to go back and look. Oh, he beat this guy, and this guy. that matters, right? Yeah." And they're going to want to see how you, you know, how you perform against other really highly ranked guys. So yeah, I think that matters for sure.
2: If uh, if you were a high school wrestler now, Ben, would you be one of those guys that just yeah. enters everything because you wrestled every single day for like eight years?
1: Oh, I I wrestled in every. You know, I tried wrestling in a college open and I got I got turned down from that because when I was in high school there you couldn't wrestle in the fall. There was not there it literally tournaments didn't exist. You yeah. know, I mean they just there was nothing. Yeah, I wrestled in. I mean everything I could, so I always went to the Western Regional um, in Vegas, right? Uh, that was one that we went to, and then yeah, you know one stupid tournament I went to <laughs> is uh, they had this tournament called the Iron Man, uh, not in Ohio. I've heard of obviously. it? <laughs> no, not not in Ohio. It was in Michigan and you wrestled every style and whoever got the most like total points at the end got like a big, big, big medal.
3: Dude, I wrestled so in I, one of know, those too. They had, they used to have one in Cincinnati. It was called like the... Really? Yeah. it was Spider-Man. I forget what it was called, but they had one. Yes. Called, they had one in Cincinnati Spider-Man. for a few years and you, like you said, you added up the total points of all three styles. Yeah.
2: I think that's kind of awesome. Yeah.
3: yeah so
1: Except- I,
2: I would wrestle in every, everything I could, but they, yeah, there wasn't availabilities. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. we would have seen... Who is that? Like like Dayton Fix. Maybe it's curly-headed he- people. They just want to wrestle at everything. Dayton wrestled at everything. Every tournament. It's like, well, will probably see Dayton Fix this weekend because there's a wrestling tournament happening. Another one that you wrestled
3: everywhere beginning. was Kanan Store.
2: Kanan Store wrestled Ooh. at everything. Yeah. He was at Flow Nationals. I'd see him at Flow Nationals. Then the next week, I'd see him at v h s c a Duels. He'd
3: be at Journeyman. Everywhere. He was everywhere. Yeah.
2: Kanan Store. And like... Yeah, they're, they're, some of the Michigan guys they that's kind a, of stay very Michigan y, but he was like
1: Yeah, you're right.
2: All over the
3: that's place. That's a
1: good uh that's a good fall tournament, Christian. Uh I wish freaking Albany wasn't so far because I love I love Frank Pop and I love that tournament, but Albany is free, it's it's like I don't know if you know the United States is here, it's like way up here in the corner and it's really, really hard to get to.
2: Yeah, not Unfortunately. It's not, it's not easy to get to from a lot of places unless you're in like, you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. Um, it's a hike, but no, very good tournament. Uh, but think of it in relation to Corvallis to Palo Alto, <laughs> and it's not so bad.
1: It really isn't when you're out west. But that is it. when you're out west, they're all like straight, and you just go a thousand miles an hour, and then you get there, you know, get the real fast. Like, yeah,
2: that's a good point. I want to get to Albany. Mm-hmm. Let's just see. I'm gonna see how far of a drive it is. It's a thirteen, fourteen-hour drive.
1: Wow! A- yeah, I from. Prim- I- you're talking about from Wisconsin. Or where are you talking about from?
2: I put I put Milwaukee.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. About 14 oh, hours. So one time
2: I where everything. How far <laughs> every drive is now?
1: I was uh, I was planning on going. Uh, I was planning on going to the the spring when he does with uh, people who come from all over the world. You know, oh, Frank, international. Frank that one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The one in I April. Can't, I can't,
1: yeah, I don't recall what it's called. Yeah, and I was dude. going, and then I got book. I got booked to fight on that date. And I had to ask, you know, that my chaperones were Josh Wagner, my buddy, and then Keegan's dad, Brian. <laughs> and they drove a van with like ten kids out to that tournament. And I remember Josh they, he saying all he was just tortured the whole time. The kids were annoying the crap out of him. Fourteen hours in a van, one way and back. With uh, you know, so then Brian, Brian Keegan's dad, he's a tough one, so he had to threaten all the kids to leave Josh alone, or he's gonna, you know, go back there and strangle him or something. But the
2: kids were messing with the coach. Well, they were,
1: oh yeah, Josh is very easy to mess with. But yeah, they, you know, or they were fighting with each other. I remember two kids started to fight each other in the back. Yeah, yeah, It's 10 kids in a van for 14 hours. Th- think about all the possibilities they have. Think, it was, think of the Josh smells. did not like it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he said never, ever, ever again. Yeah, he'll he'll personally pay for the flights next time. All right. <laughs> so, no Fargo, and that's that. And that's all, nothing we can do about it. <sighs> moving on and it i don't know if there will or will not be a world team or trials or anything like that for juniors uh juniors cadets u23s i don't know well, they and, i thought uh, i heard that. there would be that's what i heard yesterday well the the release that usa put out said they they were going to focus on local local state,
3: state regional
2: local state regional which would not be national but they didn't
1: are, are you sure that I thought I saw one that said World Team Trials in August in Ohio.
2: That sounds good to me. I thought sure that's that. what I Racky's. read somewhere. Racky's pulling it up right now. He's going to read the entire release.
1: Don't threaten me. Do you see the <laughs> – look, look at the end of that release,
2: Rocky. Is it UWW's in Ohio in August or something? No. No, it doesn't say that.
1: That's a beautifully colored monster can. Look at that thing. Yeah, Black how about this? This is
2: rehab. That's No, that's Buffalo Gap colors there, baby. Show them. Show them, Show them the rehab. Oh, yeah. No free
3: ads, but shout out, Monster, because you might sponsor Flow Sports. I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. If you're
2: sending us fridges full of your stuff, I don't know. That's something. That's yeah. definitely something. So that's a rehab? There. That's a rehab, yeah. Half oh, uh, man. half, str- half lemonade, half tea, half yeah. caffeine? Yeah. Half co- half cocaine. Half cocaine? <laughs> plus the, the great t- 25 calories, it claims. Oh, that's not many. All
3: right. Um, <laughs> well, three grams of sugar. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, that God. really is rehab. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so uh, I would be interested to see if some other options pop up this fall too. You know, just people, uh, the ingenuity of the American spirit is pretty strong, Christian. So, you know, who, who knows what else will pop up as options for us in, say, August, September. Um, I, I bet we'll see more options.
2: When are you going to start having events?
1: We're, we're starting our practice next June 1, next week.
2: I mean, sorry, events though. Oh, like are you? Well, actually, we,
1: we 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 did ten tournaments. We lost money in all ten. So, you nice. know, I think we're gonna start them again. <laughs> but uh, it's hard. It's hard running tournaments. You know, and then everyone thinks you're making a whole bunch of money, and you're like, nah, I actually, lost money ten tournaments in a row. Now, um, this isn't really all that fun. You know what, though, we could, you know, maybe because Corona, we could host like an underground fight club where we just, you know, lock all the academy doors and we just like have cameras streaming every mat. And just, you know. Let let matches go on for 24 hours
2: straight or something. Oh, there you go. That's an option. 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Lock lock them down. Okay. Where to next? We could talk about uh, one thing we discussed that was kind of interesting that I kind of wanted to delve a little deeper into was the potential lineups for Penn State next year and beyond and the kind of options they had. That was kind of started when we were discussing Michigan and the options they have and uh, Ben Askren and the the crew kind of concluded they should kind of sit everyone again and then run it back for Detroit NCAAs in twenty twenty yes. uh two, that would be.
1: Did did you tell did you call Coach Formette and tell him that
2: we have a plan? No. No. I have a <laughs> <laughs> No, I haven't done that. Uh, thought about it. Um I'm sure yeah. like I'm sure he's thought about it, right? Well,
1: yeah, but we might have a plan.
2: Well, maybe we have a plan. You know, just hear hear me <laughs> out, Coach. What if you won it in Detroit? That would be pretty epic, right? And maybe be maybe be so epic. That would be fun. So that made me think about okay, what could Penn State? Because I kind of threw out what they could be next year and what the, where they wouldn't be and the year beyond if they redshirted guys. But I kind of did a, put a little more thought into it, what it could look yeah. like for them. So
1: Christian, this 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 redshirt lineup you put together, pretty rough.
2: If they sit everyone, yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's not it's not very pretty.
2: It's the hard knock life in a few of these weights. Um, yeah, but you know, a little pain now for some for some uh, for some pleasure later be be worth it maybe. Yeah. Pleasure is the best word, but whatever. <laughs> pleasure and pain are like okay. so frequently contrasted that like I don't know. All right, move but, on, move on. You know, on. I've been listening yeah, to a just, lot of Fort Minor. Just keep. You know, ten percent luck, 5 percent pleasure, fifty percent pain. So whatever. Um. Just, just <laughs> let me live for crying out loud. So the Penn State best case lineup next year, as I okay. see it, this is like if they push all their chips in the middle, would be something like this. 125, Robbie Howard. 133, RBY. 141, Nick Lee. 149, Jared Verclaren. 157, Brady Berge. 65, Joe Lee. 74, Carter Starocki. 84, Aaron Brooks. 97, Michael Beard. Heavyweight, Greg Kirkfleet. Okay. That's a pretty – that's 10 – Bonafide recruits in your lineup for sure. That is, I don't know how many All-Americans, I don't know how many national champs they could get out of that. I would say RBY, Nick Lee, Brooks, Kirk. It's four or five title contenders in my mind. Is that crazy to say? Um, Tell me which one. I'm going to give you my five. You tell me which one is not a title contender. Um, RBY, Nick Lee, Carter Staraki. Aaron Brooks, Greg Kirkfleet. Okay, so I don't say on any of those that's impossible,
1: but at the same time, I don't think I give any of those people. This is gonna be scary, Christian. I don't give any of those people better than a ten percent chance of winning. And the one I'm thinking about boosting is Carter Staroki. Really? Yeah. Who can he beat? That's in the man. I I, I told you I was really impressed with him at. Uh sorry, Southern Scuffle? And I w- I I'm not lying on that. I was really impressed with them. And 174 clears out, out you know, is Jack gonna be there, uh, he said. Who can he beat at one seventy four?
2: Michael Kimmer, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Damn it. He just went down to less than ten percent chance.
2: <laughs> um I Well it's interesting yep. because you know what Nick Last year, Nick Lee probably had, in the eyes of the wrestling world, around a 50% chance of winning NCAAs, right? Would you say that? It was going to be him or Luke Pletcher, probably. Yeah, maybe, yeah.
1: Yep.
2: Probably that's how Pletcher. we view it. So now, Yanni maybe comes back to this way, Jay Ironman, and he goes from Nyerman. a 50% chance down to... Seabass? Yeah, maybe Seabass, who wants us to not call him fat, even though we're not calling him fat.
3: You guys um, fat-shamed him. No, Terrible we didn't. Terrible people.
2: You, say, you, he, say, you put out a lot of fake news, Ben.
3: He liked uh, the stink bug season, though. Stink bug season.
2: Yeah, he's in on it. Seabass uh, gets it. But, no, so with that, so then yeah. Nick Lee would go from a 50% chance of winning in season, down to under 10?
1: If, if Yanni's in that weight, I think Nick, Nick Lee's under 10. Because it's not only, you know, it's not only, okay, what what's the percent chance if I match him and Yanni up, right? But it's now he's got to beat... Two, at least two, but possibly three of those guys to win, right? Because he ends up in a three or three or four seed NCAs. Uh-huh. Now he's gonna have to beat someone really good because we just, you know, we just kind of listed all those guys. Man, that's uh, yeah, I, I don't feel very comfortable him winning at all.
2: Okay, holy cow. Well, I think we I could think- reasonably say if that's five top three potential guys. Yeah, I, I think you can see that, but I mean,
1: could you see some of those guys placing lower than third? Um, yeah, I yes. think the answer to that is yes. I mean, look, look, especially if Nikki Pushups comes back, look at who R, RBY's got to beat Rivera, Fix, Michik, um, Nikki Pushups, and DeSanto. That's like, I, I could see him for their six.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I could too. I could too.
1: That's that's a nasty group. Could can, can Robbie Howard really make 125?
3: I mean he wrestled 126 last year I would imagine. I think so.
2: Well, what if he can't? If Robbie Howard can't be a 25 pounder, what are they going to do at 125?
1: I have no idea, but if Robbie Howard could be 125. I mean, obviously we haven't seen him on a college, you know, a college schedule, but I feel like he could, you know, kind of start pushing up in the rankings fairly high also.
2: Yeah, I, no, I like I like Robbie's game. I always have they look
3: at one twenty five too. There's opportunity. You know what? It's not a thirty three or a forty one. No, no, it's yeah. not.
2: So it's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. So they could do they could do that line up. Um, now they also have a lot of red shirt. There's there's the other side of the coin where it can get kind of, well, we'll call it different. So this is with. The f- red shirting, the following guys, they could red shirt next year. Robbie Howard, Roman Bravo, young, Nick Lee, Bo Bartlett, and Aaron Brooks. All those guys still have red shirts available to them. Right. Um, yeah. So then this lineup. Now there's a lot of guesswork here because I don't know who it would necessarily be, but it's someone like this. So 25 would probably be Brandon Meredith again. Uh, okay. 30- 33 Austin Claybaugh, Maybe, I don't know. 41. Dom Giangeli, Scott Obendorfer, Joey Bloomer. I don't know any of those guys to put them in any sort of order.
1: Never heard of them.
2: Right. Then you got Vercleran, Berge, Lee, Steraki is pretty much going to be their lineup for the next four, barring injury or whatever. And then '84 yep. with Brooks out, it's maybe Austin Hoops. I'm not sure. Then Beard, Kirkfleet at the end. So they'll they'll have some real life at some weights, but some weights just don't look to have real point scoring potential. Yeah. So they could really go hot or cold there. And the big trade-off, I guess, or what what you lose if you wrestle everyone next year is basically you don't get Nick Lee's senior year um, the, the following year. Cause he's a, he's a senior coming up. So you wouldn't get him the next year when Iowa is going to be down and if you say, okay, well, maybe we can't beat Iowa this year, but we think we can beat them next year. Well, it's going to be a lot harder if you don't have Nick Lee. Because as, as good as yeah. Bo Bartlett is, you could have Bo Bartlett and Nick Lee both in the lineup, right? Because here's and here's where it gets really interesting, Ben. Is yeah. If, if they sit everyone, this is why you sit everyone. Because it sets well, up this potential weight. What?
1: Sure, okay. All right, go for it. I'll, I'll make my point after.
2: All right. So it could potentially, you know, growth, who knows what happens, right? 25, Robbie Howard. 33, RBY. 41 and 49, Bo Bartlett, Nick Lee in some order. I'm not sure if Nick would go up or Bo would go up. I don't know. But probably those two. 57, mm-hmm. Brady Berge. 65, Joe Lee. 74, Carter Staraki, 84, Brooks. 97, Beard. Heavyweight, Kirkfleet. Yeah. And that's a so, really, really what, good team. And that really good team goes against... Not the Iowa gangbuster squad that they're going to have next year. It's going to be the Iowa squad yeah. that doesn't have Spencer Lee, Austin DeSanto, Alex Marinelli, Michael Kimmer, and others. Caleb
1: Young. So, okay. So, we're, the worst case, the worst case, the the worst team on this by a long shot, you know, of best case, a worst case for the next two years, is the worst case next year. If you registered everybody, that is the rough squad right there, dude. I, I don't know if that squad's taking top ten. Like, it it'll be close. Um so that's that's uh yeah, maybe they might be lower. Um when I look at that lineup. Um so you know, if you wrestle Nick Lee, you I don't feel like Bo Bartlett's gonna be that much of a drop off from Nick Lee in two years, right? I think if you give him a year and who knows, right? Obviously you oh. never really know how he's gonna turn out, but I, I think all signs would point that he's gonna be pretty damn good in two years. Um so yeah. I think you just wrestled Nick Lee and everyone else next year and you know, try to do the best you can. And then that squad in two years is, you know, you'll still have Aaron Brooks. You'll still have, no, you won't lose anybody else.
2: Right, right. Because all those guys will yeah. be back. So you could do that. And then, you know, Verclearin's going to continue to develop. And they also have Adam Buziello, who, I don't know. He was a, he's got issues. He, well, he's got a ways to go, I would say. You know, yeah. it, it's going to be yeah. a little bit. But we're, when we're talking about a little bit, you know, we're talking two or three years down the line. Then if you do well, go Bo Bartlett and it's either Verclaren or maybe a Buzziello at 49, maybe that won't be as huge a drop-off as when you have Nick Lee there. So that, yes. that's a fair point that they could – they wouldn't have to have such a uh, painful year next year necessarily. Mm-hmm. They could be really competitive yeah. this year and next year, right? But they yes. also do – they do have options there, which makes it interesting. And then I was thinking about—I forget—where as Staraki slots in so nicely at 174. I was like, Penn State at 174 has just been ridiculous, right? And then I went the year yes. by year who the, who they've had in their lineup. Okay, so I started in 2011 because that's when they won the first title. So it's Ed Ruth, Ed Ruth, Matt Brown, Matt Brown, Matt Brown, Bo Nickel, four years of Mark Hall. They had a national champion in their lineup since 2011. All those guys That's won NCAAs. Wild. All those guys wow. won NCAs. Not every single year. Yeah. They all were NCAA champions. That is insane. And so then I looked at their 84, <laughs> which was also pretty ridiculous. And then I did Iowa's 125. So here's Penn State's 84. Quentin Quentin, Ed Ed, McCutcheon McCutcheon, Bo, Bo, Shaq, Aaron Brooks. And I was like, well, Not, as good.
1: The- not, not as good as their 74. No way.
2: No, definitely not. But then Iowa's 25. McD, four years; Clark at one, Corey Clark, one year; Gilman, three years; Spencer, three years, and soon to be four years. That's pretty ridiculous. You
1: know um. what will be uh, fun here, Christian? Would be, and I know you guys done these one twenty five views, but it's probably one of the one of these two, either Penn State one seventy four or Iowa one twenty five. Just to, to do the total amount of team points at that weight class right after yeah. the last NCAs, or you know, or average score per year. That'd be really uh, interesting to see.
2: Yes, it would. Yes, it would. And the one thing in here is there's a there's a 2013 McDi DNP, whereas that didn't happen for any of the Penn State 74s. If you're taking the yeah, your score, because they true. went they went three. Here's, oh, I don't remember how Matt
3: Brown placed, but when there's 125 views, we have the total team points that they got in that time frame. Yes. Oh, we yes. just haven't okay. got to 174. got every weight. Yeah. Um. We're doing well, 57. Penn State
1: 164. 160- Penn State one sixty five is four years Vincenzo and then two years David and then who else three
2: three years David
1: three years David
2: um, who, they had a, they had like a Gino Morelli Shakur Rashid oh, type year in yeah, there yeah, yeah. Uh, at one point as they kind of as they transitioned from yeah uh, David to Vincenzo there was like a okay one maybe it was just one year where they weren't because. Uh, 12, 13, 14 was David Taylor. 15, mm-hmm. I don't remember.
1: Um, no, so there would be two years because then 17, 18, 19, 20 was Vincenzo.
2: Right. So basically yeah. seven of the 10-ish, 8-ish years, whatever. Yeah. They had, they've mm-hmm. had a national champion caliber guy. So, yeah, they've been really good there. Uh, so I don't nice. – it's – it is curious all the lineup flex. So I was as I was doing this with Penn State, I was like, well, this would be kind of fun to do with Iowa, and this would be fun to do with Michigan, kind of look at, like, not just what they could be next year, but what them sitting guys next year could lead to the years down the line or or vice versa, right?
1: Yeah. And- I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say, though, also, Christian, because for, for me, right, so we'll look at next year, but then, say, you know, you're talking about Penn State 2021-2022, which is two years. I, I mean, the other thing that I don't want to say we're not considering in here, but – man, I feel like true freshmen have a bigger impact than ever, right? I mean they, uh-huh. they, they have the probability of popping in a lineup and being really really good right away. Uh, and so when you know, we we're considering 2021, 2022 lineups, we're not really even considering what it'd be high, it would be high school seniors this year, right high school seniors this year could then be in the lineups um, that year and I don't, I don't think we're even really consider you know it, it is hard to prognosticate. it's hard saying. Who's a, who, I don't know, who's the high school senior that Penn State's got signed
2: right now? Like, Fecundo. You know,
1: Fecundo. You know, it's hard saying. Well, Fecundo, yeah, he's a sure thing in 2021, 2022. Listen, could Fecundo place at NCAs in two years? Yeah, yeah, he could, right? Mm-hmm. Could he also not be very good? Yeah, that could happen also. So it's like you don't really want to pro- prognosticate that, but, uh, you know, there are those possibilities. I mean, there's been plenty of true freshmen who went in and won titles in the last decade.
2: Very true. I so I was thinking about Facundo as I was looking for Penn State best case lineup, and I was like, "Well, how how does he fit here? How does this work?" Because he's apparently not a sixty five in any way. He's oh really? Be, I don't think so. It seems like he's going to be like a seventy four, eighty four. But if he would be oh. a sixty five as a true freshman, and you know, is he is he would he even be able to supplant Joe Lee at that point? I I'm think not, so. Really. Yeah, maybe. I, too. I mean, I do, too. I do, too. But I think when you consider this will be Joe Lee's, Jolie's going to start next year at 65, all but assured. Right. So he's going to have yeah. been at Penn State for three years, two or three years, and he'll have a full varsity lineup under his belt or whatever full looks like next year with the weird scheduling things. Um, you know, maybe he could be he could be really tough to. To uh, replace by Focono. Yeah. Falcano. I think we all, I, I, I think he's going to be outstanding, right? I think he's going to be super good. But maybe he takes a year. I just think I just look at his frame. He's tall. He was only a what a sophomore, or junior last year, so he's going to continue to grow. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's someone that ends his career maybe even at, at eighty four at some point, right? That wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Maybe yeah, he's maybe, he's done, me, maybe right. he's done growing, but I could see him getting bigger. Do they? Gap year him or redshirt him or do they throw him in right away so they'll have some some flexibility with with Facundo but if yeah if they wanted to get interesting with it and inject him into the lineup not this year but next year that that would definitely add to their talent level.
3: I also went and looked Skill. at the team uh, <laughs> points.
2: Are you just gonna correct me every time I say I say talent all the time? I'm not trying to prove a point. I just say it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, and then I have I have, a, I have a crazy thought. Maybe we have a plan that we're going to call it. Okay, all right.
3: I'll go quick. Um, I did went back and looked at the team points for the one twenty five, one thirty three, all that stuff used that we have through fifty seven. Iowa one twenty five is actually not in the lead at the moment. It's um one thirty three really Oklahoma State. Wow. So who's that? Dayton, Cape so Rock, the big scores. So this goes all the way back to when the current oh, weight classes were formed. Mm-hmm. So how many years ago was that? How many years ago? I think Ninety nine, I think. Oh
1: wow, that's a long ways back. Yeah,
3: since nineteen ninety nine. So the key, they have five NCAA champions there, which is huge. It's Johnny Thompson twice. He was two one one three. Coleman Scott yep. was second, then first, and then Jordan Oliver was four one two. At 130. And you had Nathan Morgan
1: in there for at least two two All Americans, Yeah, 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 this is
3: just like the main the main scores. Um and that you know that beats Iowa by twenty some points. What's interesting though is in the first five really? weights by twenty? Yeah, Iowa's wow. two fifteen for one hundred twenty five U. But in the first five weights, Iowa has the most uh team points. The first five total. So one hmm. no like I, I, they take they take three of the first five weights, so they took one twenty five u one forty nine u one fifty seven u. Got it, man. I, mean, I, I guess that makes so that makes sense. Yeah, well, who, who's fifty seven?
1: So you had
2: DSJ. So we really
1: like t- twenty years. You had uh, Joe Johnston. Mm-hmm. If you go that far back, I'm pulling. Who up. else do you have that's really good from them? I'm blanking.
2: I am too. He's pulling it up. TJ Williams, okay.
3: Derek oh, St.
1: John. Uh, oh, that is, far Michael back. Kimmer. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, TJ Williams huh. will help. Okay. Um. Okay, ready for my crazy idea? I've always. I might have a plan. We might have to phone this into Iowa City. Okay. So here's what you do. You let Spencer and DeSanto wrestle unattached starting next year. Okay. You potentially keep them in red shirt.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, maybe we them do a few freestyle tournaments. You got some other guys you can wrestle in there. They had a couple good recruits, right, that they can wrestle. There's some yeah, good backups they have that they can wrestle. Yep. Um, and, hey, if you're bl- blowing the doors off and you don't need them, you keep them in red shirt so you could possibly win the next two titles because uh, between DeSanto and Lee, they both have a red shirt, and that's probably – We'll call it 40 points. Yeah. Um. And then obviously in addition then you would have Spencer Lee, you know, being able to optimize his training for the Olympic team trials and the Olympics. What do you think?
2: I like it. I like the consideration. I, I don't know if, well, Spencer, would he want to take the Olympic anyways, or would he just want to compete, you know, compete and do it? I don't know. Yeah. Um,
1: well, especially Christian, if if uh, you know uh, John Mark Bentley mentioned that they might move NCA's back to April, right? That then totally where the trials going? Trials.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's that's a great question, and that that could really cut into the or really factor into the decision making for some of these guys. I don't I don't think a lot of these athletes are going to make the redshirt or wrestle decision for any any foreseeable yeah near. Term right, they're going to wait and see what's going to be the situation. As, winter trials, winter NCAAs. What what should I do?
1: Yeah, as they should. I mean, that, that obviously that scenario is laid out. I think it, it gives them the best possible chance because you actually have fairly decent fill ins. Um, you know, we talked about after this year, yeah. Castiope's back, Warner's back. They're going to have a good 84 back. Uh, you know, you can put in Nelson Brand at 74, so he'll be back. Um, you probably fill in like a candidate. Uh, TJ Phil and Patrick Kennedy at sixty five, Murin's back. So that team with with Spencer Lee and Austin DeSanto, that that can score a lot of points. Um, and then obviously, if you have DeSanto, if you you know, then if you go two years down the road, Miciak is out of the way. Um, who else? There's a few other guys from one thirty three that'll be kind of cleared out of there. That would make his path to a a title easier, also.
2: Maybe Suryano will be gone. Um, yeah, so I'm sorting here by who who else they could eliminate or red shirt and who they would throw in there. So yeah, they could go cashman Gavin Teasdale next year at 25 and 33 and be very yeah. competitive.
1: And they have Colin Schriever and, and Jesse Ibarra, which I don't know how good those guys are at the collegiate level, but um, you know, you could probably sneak them down in there somewhere.
2: is just, he's, he's got to stay healthy. Yeah. He's just been yeah. snake bit a little with injury. Um, I like Ibarra. I think he's going to be pretty dang good for, for Iowa. Yeah. So yeah. Or they could, they could wrestle him right away. Right. They, they'll have some, they'll have some options there yeah. without question. So that would be interesting. Yeah. They, they could have a decision to make and just hold him in red shirt. And if they got to use him, use him. but you don't want to get cute with it and not wrestle them this year. And then you don't win. And then next year yeah. you wrestle them, but they don't win again because Marinelli and camera are gone. Right.
1: And, yeah, and Caleb yeah, Young. for sure.
2: So it's uh you're really yeah. kind of walking a, uh,
1: I yeah, this is a. Uh, I I taught a uh, I taught a piece of wisdom to a couple of my athletes last week, and and then now they're making fun of me for this, this saying, Christian, because I think like I don't know, I'm, I'm an old guy or something. But I'm sure you've heard this, right? One in the hand is worth two in the bush.
2: A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yes, I taught yeah. them that. You know, like take take what's there, take the points there, there. Don't don't get greedy. You know, yeah. because you got you got something here. They're making fun of me like a mole guy or something. You what know, get, that's, get lost that's sound wisdom. That is sound wisdom for the last like two thousand years, and for the next two thousand years.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: hey, exactly right. uh, someone in the chat. Whatever. That, what the hell happened to Mason Manville? Was it? Is he not even, not even at Penn State an anymore? He like, took what? an Olympic. So oh, like, be- I didn't even see that guy.
2: Does he exist anymore? Of course. No, he he vanished. He was. He was abducted. He now, took an Olympic for Greco, and he didn't get okay. a chance to wrestle. So he, if we remember, he wrestled at 65-some two years ago. He gave Chance Marcel a really pretty close match, as I recall. He would be a yeah. – he could be him versus Joe Lee for that 65 spot. I could see that being a, a tough matchup. If he can make 65, he made it before. Um, yeah. Let's look at. Mason I mean, Manville. he just
3: stood in there and h- hand fought Chance. Okay, like I would... that's that is
2: allowed in in the. I know, but he <laughs> didn't. He didn't. He
3: didn't come close to ever scoring. Dang, he was seven. He does not have a pen. He does not yeah, have. A I Pinterest don't know what there. we're...
2: Yeah. He, that,
3: well, they He's wrestled him at eighty four at the
2: end.
1: <laughs> is it, is is Mason Manville Bracky's new Joey Gunther? No, oh, no, no, not oh, at all. No. I'm
3: just saying, like. I think <laughs> uh, he's not going to score points. Yeah, it was a 4-2
2: decision. Uh, he wrestled. He had a close <laughs> one with Zach Silver, 8-7 loss. Um, He lost close. He loses close. See, he'd be competitive. Yeah. I don't know if he's on Joe Lee's uh, level or not.
3: Also, I just want to clarify. I made a mistake what they use because Nomad's dumb formatting. He has, he has a graph up here with placement points. Uh-huh. But then down here is like the actual like, I guess with like bonus and stuff. How many the actual points? Oh, yes. Why
2: would he include that? What the
3: heck, no, I don't know. Right? Did I don't you know why to, you would have it in two different places. It should they, just be one thing. Like those are the tournament points, dude. So you better
1: go. You better go yell at him, Bracky. One twenty-five
3: U for it. Iowa actually edges Oklahoma State two seventy-eight to two seventy-six. Oh my gosh! Two Ooh, barn burner! Holy smokes! So we'll see where uh, Penn State stacks up at 174.
2: Goodness gracious! Okay, well that's fun, fun stuff. So yeah, I don't know. the li- The lineup considerations are always fun to talk about, and that's really all we can talk about right now. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um,
1: well, let's go. Let's go Q's from refs, and uh, and then call it a week. Tell everyone to get lost. We'll call it a week. <laughs> beat it, beat it, dorks says Scott, Scott Ross.
2: Scott Ross loved him. I told him to shut his yapper. <laughs> yeah, he went from uh, he he went that. from zero to mm-hmm. hero or hero to zero real quick on the, on the frl. Well, he,
1: he didn't send he didn't send me a bear poster. You <laughs> lost Scott.
2: It's a collective, you know. It's a gift to the show, right? Hey, uh, well, yes. well, then someone else sent that. Kill uh, was sponsored by like the High V Chunky Soup. Yeah, which I didn't realize. <laughs> Come on. I oh, swear, pull it up. I
3: think it was Scott too.
2: Scott Scott knows all about the Kale Sanderson endorsements. Someone else sent it. I'll find
3: Hi, it.
1: A high High V chunky soup. Oh yep. my goodness.
2: High V is High Hy- are High V's big in uh in Wisconsin or is that like an Iowa thing?
1: Mm, there's a couple in Wisconsin. No, it's an it was founded in Iowa. Got it. It's an Iowa thing for sure.
3: <laughs> Scott Ross's Twitter bio is told to shut my yapper by Ben Asker. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: changes his Twitter stuff nah, quicker than you.
3: Um, all right, I'm. I, I got a new name
1: today. Check it out. Oh boy, here. Let's. All right,
2: this this should be a. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. Anheuser. Anheiser. It's, a, it's a- the opposite. Of,
1: it's the opposite of a hyzer.
2: Well, what's a hyzer?
1: Well, Christian, you need to go. You need to get out. You know, get out from underneath that rock and go live your life. It's a disc golf term for you know a a, a flight of a disc, and then uh-huh. the anhyzer is the opposite. It goes, you know, comes up and then goes this way.
2: Okay, neat. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I thought it was going to be something actual intellectual, but it's disc golf, so I don't feel bad, and I'm not going to look it up. Disc-,
1: disc golf's intellectual. Okay, here All it right. is.
2: All right, here it is. We're gonna we're gonna have the picture, but first I'm going to ask this question. Uh, this will be a good question for Ben because he probably thinks about this more than. Wait, more. What did What did Kyle get a picture of? You'll see. Just hold on. Okay. Where from FRL listener? Where do you think wrestling will be improved the most in ten years? Scrambling, top, bottom, neutral, etc. Where do you see like the evolution going? Oh
1: my goodness. Um, I I would have to say neutral because that's, that's one of those things where, you know, people spend the most time because obviously freestyle folk style, well, they're not the same. There's a significant amount of similarities. Mm -hmm. Um, and then people just like, people like it the most, like everyone sucks at bottom the most, right? This almost by definition. Um, but you can't get kids to want to work bottom for nothing. I mean, like it's like pulling teeth to get kids to work leg riding defense when, when, you know, when they're getting a face ground in the mat and, and, and cause the legs were in on them, there's probably nothing more miserable, but it's so hard to get people to want to work that. And then obviously freestyle season, obviously you're not working at it at all. So I, I, I would say just, you know, kind of by time spent, it's good. To, it's going to be neutral. And then obviously if we're talking just United States, but you know we can steal international techniques also, right? You know, like, the thing that Chimizo does, you know, what I'm talking about from uh, single, single. Um... Love it.
3: Oh,
1: hold on, I gotta make sure my wire doesn't get caught. I need to get wireless, you know. So he's got the he's got the leg up here, and uh-huh. then he swims back in, and he yanks the heel, yanks his heel back down to the ground, yeah. and he creates essentially uh, a fifty fifty uh, potentially, or he's back in a high crotch like that. That thing's like a pure switch, wizardry, like right? A switch thing? It's almost like, yeah, sure. You don't end up kind of like a switch, but you're both on your knees. And then he goes, he's got a lot of options off of it. So Keegan actually I watched used it. Who's number one um, last year against uh, Pedro Uh So, like, you know, we could steal neutral techniques from international wrestlers. Where obviously, we're not doing that on the mat at all.
2: Yeah. So I, thought, I,
1: I would say neutral. I would
2: have said neutral if I had to pick a position because – Kids are more focused on making uh, making world teams. Wait, we've got the chunky soup. Pull up the chunky soup. Oh my soup. god. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know if we can free, freeze and enhance. I can't read it as well because my eyes aren't great. But high V chunky grilled chicken, high V chunky grilled sirloin. We're freezing and enhancing here. So steak with vegetables doesn't say anything. It just has Kale Sanderson on there. If you're listening to this,
3: <laughs> His wrestling champion and high V soup enthusiast. <laughs> So he loves Hyvie soup. No, it soup. doesn't. Where at? I can't I'm see on at the bottom.
2: bottom. Right, In the red, red. Scroll down.
1: Scroll the Scroll down. Scroll down. Go down. So who's
2: that? there? We no, go. No, other way. Yes.
3: So oh my god!
2: Hyvie soup enthusiast.
3: They better. They better pay Kale a lot of money for that. He signed the cans. He signed
2: the cans. Man, I would <laughs> oh love god. those. Those would be a great decoration. Actually, I do, I'd do fight you think the they did? <laughs> do you think they did a special edition where
1: he actually like? hand signed with a Sharpie and you you could like win, win those or something or maybe a gold marker
2: event. Yeah. Maybe that would be a good way to launch the campaign. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. So yes, he was a, uh, he's a big chunky soup, but not the chunky, not Campbell's chunky. hy chunky soup. That, yeah. So he's Hy-Vee on there. He's soup on the for camp. that. No, you can, it, it's a description. You should be able to call uh you should be able to call it chunky. Don't, don't try to get hy <sighs> in trouble.
3: Then. I, don't know, I feel like they kind of <laughs> ripped off uh, Campbell's there. Yeah, at- <laughs> I, I think so.
2: Well, will Kale be included on the lawsuit? <laughs> no. Hey, but look at those. Look like it got mailed to them. Separate. Look. Look at the box it's in. It's in like little soup divots there. It's like yeah, they so- were mailed as a uh, like a collector's item.
3: Yeah. Or yeah. You can still was. buy them. Yeah. No. This is How Scott much is found this on eBay. Oh man. Oh, God.
0: Kyle, how much you need there's... to buy that.
1: You need to buy that and put it in front of your computer like you used to have um,
2: the Broncos helmet. Yeah, yeah. Right, we got well. How much?
1: How much oh, is it, it,
0: it
2: on eBay? Say. It doesn't say. Oh come on, we'll sign in. Let's figure it out. Let's get. Let's I don't do... have an
3: eBay account. Oh, this Mark. isn't even eBay. This is well, worth points. Listen,
2: that that's a that's a company expense right there, guys. Send me the link. I'll get this done. Uh, all right. So we say neutral because people are trying to make real teams and. Um, very good.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's for sure.
2: Hey, there was one question I
1: didn't like. I don't even know what this guy's – Can you read it to me to make sure I'm like my brain's not going fuzzy here because uh, I thought it was like the guy trying to sound smart, but it wasn't all that good of a question. So it's oh. the next question below the one you just asked.
2: Uh, okay, the pie one. Um, oh, it's not really a question. It was a response to that one. So he said top and scrambling is more oh. wrestlers learn jiu-jitsu. We've already seen Roscoff and – off blow people's minds with fairly basic stuff and that's just the beginning.
1: So I, I thought I thought he was trying to be really smart here. Like that's just no stop. Stop. Like I, I've done jiu-jitsu for a decade. I wrestle uh for much longer than that. While while uh there are a few things that are that are crossover applicably, it's not just the beginning. Like, come on, dude, what are we doing? 50-50 position heel hooks in wrestling. That ain't gonna happen. Give me a freaking break here. Um, yeah. So no, I I don't think there's that much stuff coming over from jujitsu. I think there's a few body <laughs> movements. Like Christian, have you you do you're a white belt, right? Oh, Maybe got one stripe. The, by the whitest of whites. <laughs> okay, so like you know, there's the hip shrimping or using your feet. Yeah. Um, there's a few thi- um, body body movements, not not actual wrestling moves, but body movements that I think um, are really good to learn and to help you move the right way in wrestling. Yeah. But as far as this guy saying it's just the beginning, like um, stop
2: just yeah. stop the re- wrestling helps jujitsu way more than jujitsu is going to help wrestling in, in my opinion as a yeah, yes I would say I would agree as a very white belt white belt uh, Ben you gave yourself a black belt right damn straight I did <laughs> put it in your you should put it in your Twitter bio jujitsu black belt
1: well uh, you know I, I maybe I'll put black belt Ben tomorrow or something <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like it I like it Black belt Ben I'll ask, hey, I'm mm-hmm. doing the who's number one grappling show with AJ Agazaram. He wrestled, he does jujitsu. I'm gonna ask him. Um
1: Oh, don't he's the worst. He's so annoying.
2: <laughs> I hope you watch. I hope I hope you watch I, I
1: refuse to watch AJ AJ Agazarm. He's a poser, he's a fraud, he's annoying. Uh I don't entertain anything that he says.
2: Well, he's pretty good. I mean, gym.
1: this guy, this guy, this he's all right. This jabroni wants. I he's a good fighter. He's got like one fight. Like, give me a break. He's, he's How three many and one.
2: He is three and one.
1: Okay, three and one. Okay. Ooh, sorry, I missed by a couple fights. Who did he get beat up by? I, this I, man I lost a split decision in his first fight. He's a bum. <laughs> There's not a lot of people I don't like, Christian, but AJ Ariza arm's one of them. He's annoying and he's a bum. Oh man, sorry, that's it. All, all right, right. All I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll have kind words for me, also. Yeah,
2: I'm, su- <laughs> I'm sure. But it's nothing, nothing but love between you two, clearly.
1: Yeah. Uh, but Stark I went is- a decade without losing, and he lost to some bum in his first fight. So
2: get lost, AJ. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. You if want funny. me to keep calling? No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. I get it. We all get it. So. I don't know if you want to answer this specifically, but whatever. I'll shoot my shot here. Which of Ben's athletes, in specific, does he think take the biggest hit in terms of recruiting because of No Fargo? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that necessarily want to name you know any names, but obviously the the junior class is the one, right? Because the sophomores are going to always have next year. Oh my gosh, you want me to make it even worse on AJ Exarum? Yeah, the, the bum that he lost to only has one. He he went. Listen, he beat AJ. He beat AJ and said, "All right, that's it. I'm done. I don't even. I don't even do this fighting thing. He's so done. So when AJ starts his only fight, he's done. Only fight ever.
2: He did one fight, beat AJ, and never fought again. That, that Sherdog says that's his only fight. Okay, I can't believe that's actually true. But I believe the Sure Hey, says Look that. it up. I'll, I believe that I said you said you that. the SureDog says that. I just can't believe he fought someone that was zero and zero lost to him, and that person said. I'm good. Seacrest out.
1: Yeah. So then when when AJ starts talking about fighting, tell him he's a bum. Get out of here. Um, (laughs) I will
2: not tell him he's a bum.
1: (laughs) Tell him I said he's a bum. He lost to a dude who was zero and zero. Okay. Okay. Hey, everyone's um, zero and
2: zero sometime.
1: It's true. Uh, Okay, let me think. So. Yeah, we, like I said, we have a lot of juniors who have, you know, a few of them, obviously like a Matty Bianchi, he's already committed to the University of Little Rock. Um, you know, a few of them are already getting the beginning looks, but I think there's a handful who, you know, are kind of under the radar and haven't quite made their, their full breakout yet. Um, you know, kind of like a, a Keegan, you know, I, I don't know the name will be as good as Keegan, but, you know, if you look at freshman offseason and, fr- and, then, and then fall of sophomore year to then, um, summer of sophomore year and fall of junior year for Keegan. I mean, it was like two totally different people, completely. Just different, different worlds. Um, and I think we have a few guys who are making really, really strong improvements. And so, yeah, it just sucks that they're not going to get to go out and, you know, compete. And hopefully, hopefully the UWW trials happen. And then obviously, you know, hopefully we have a big
3: fall. Yeah. Amen. Okay. This could hurt – Um colleges too like their evaluation of guys yeah absolutely um, they're not getting a chance to see them as much against the high level guys it'll be interesting to see ways they maybe work around that or if i
2: think it helps the hustlers yeah because if it may it makes it harder you got to dig deeper you got to be talking to more coaches you got to be doing a lot of different things you're not used to and some will just kick it down the road and say all right i'll catch them at super 32 and the the lunatics and there, there is a work discrepancy among college coaches right so i'm put in the work put in. oh uh, you're saying that this is not me christian you're gonna feel mad at you do you disagree do you oh do you think everyone does the exact same amount of work in recruiting uh listen
1: i, I don't know that for a fact but i've said that yes that you're right that's high, that's highly unlikely that that's the in
2: case. what well hold on ben how can i disagreed with you
1: i i agreed with you i know but... i said i i I'm just saying I've never seen that, so I wouldn't want to throw anyone under the bus. And but I think one under the you bus. are correct. Well, you got someone in mind right now. <laughs> I, I didn't. Maybe,
2: maybe not. Know that. <laughs>
1: you're busted.
2: No, there, there's some that there. <laughs> listen, in any uh, in any profession, there is that bell curve of work ethic. Okay. I but agree. How, I how agree. would that there, possibly yeah. not apply to college coaching?
1: I agree. Okay, I agree with you. I'm just saying, you know, you, you, you had someone in mind. I don't. <laughs> I don't so much. You get in trouble. Just watch, you know, watch your tongue because people, people will be sensitive.
2: I know that. That's what I, didn't yeah. I don't say anyone's name. I literally <laughs> don't have anyone in mind. I have the hustlers in mind, but I don't have the. Okay. Who Who's the biggest? Give me like your top three hustlers. I'm thinking back in the day when I was at bunch of tournaments i just, to, i just saw nate engel and frank beasley at every tournament i ever went to it was like I just, they're here Stop. they're here um lee pritz is up there lee yeah. pritz is only ever on his phone like all he is just
3: he's also at every tournament like you're he saying.
2: is at every tournament this I, I uh in 2014 i was at arizona state because they had the national team camp there and Basically, I, whether I liked it or not, I worked for Zeke Jones that weekend. It <laughs> was just he had I had the itinerary. I was like, it was great. It was I, I loved it. I really appreciated it. And um, so I was I was with Coach Pritz a bunch, and just I, I loved it because I'm nonstop. This guy is just not. All right, got to pick this guy up. Do this thing. Do this. Call this guy. Text this guy. Do this. He's not. He this dude is just a worker. Total worker. So. Those are some of the guys.
3: Chris Perry's a hustler. Chris Perry. Yes. And Since he really got on staff there, you've seen the uptick in recruiting as Someone's well. Someone's
2: gonna get mad at me for not saying their name now. Shane for sure. Started this, but let's just do. <laughs> what, what about uh, Roper? He's a hustler. Oh, right? for sure. Of yeah. course. Of course. Okay. Of course. Lee Roper goes without saying.
1: So many uh, people are gonna get mad at you. Yeah. John Re- John Reader. He's he's mad at you now.
2: Oh, John. Okay, <laughs> come on. Here we go. John Reader,
3: obviously. <laughs> Coach Bono, obviously. Man's nickname. No, a coach, coach
1: Bono. He, coach Bono's sitting in his, his house in Wanakee, Wisconsin. But but readers out there grinding on the
2: streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone, brought, Kyle Bracky Sweet Tooth asked <laughs> when Roper's joining FRL permanently. Best wrestling mind in the Ooh. game. He, he says, I don't think he'll ever join it permanently because he's like got like you know wrestlers to coach and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, open invitation for for Lee Roper. Yeah, he's fun. Awesome. He's an awesome guy to have on. Okay, I'm I did not include this to uh, antagonize or rekindle, but this person had this question, and I just want to see you refute it. Um, oh,
0: so because I, I don't
2: necessarily agree with his perspective here, but I'm just going to read the question. Enough's enough. This is from Pi at underscore three point one four. If talent does not exist, explain Bubba J winning national title, Brandon Sorensen, Jared Hot, Tyler Graff never did. You admitted. You admitted, Ben Askren, Bubba J didn't work hard. The other names are known to be super hard workers. Explanation is Bubba is super talented.
1: Um well, I think this is fairly easy to refute. So I didn't say Bubba Jenkins didn't work hard. I said he was he was inconsistent in, in his work ethic, right? Sometimes he'd come in and really buzz his ass, and other times you know, he dogged a little bit. Uh but he but he did right. There were times when he really picked it up. The other thing, you know, I see a lot, especially I see this in wrestling a lot, Christian, is if a coach and or parent, and I I don't know Bumpy Jenkins' childhood, so I can't speak for his childhood, but I know he was really good in high school. So um, this is a possibility. If a parent and or a coach grinds a kid when they're young, uh, the kid will retain those skills, right? Once they've done a a 10,000 single legs, they've done 10,000 single legs, they're always going to have a good single leg. Mm-hmm. what's going to start lacking is their motivation. Right. And so, you know, and I, I'm not gonna throw it under the bus, but Bub is definitely not one of them, but I can tell you there's a lot of high school wrestlers who have great skills because they've been developed because their coaches and, and or parents have grinded them, but because they cut too much weight and they compete too much by the time they get to college, their motivation level is, is way down. Right. And so you'll see these flashes of brilliance because they are, yeah, they are in fact really good at wrestling but their motivation level is way down, so you see very inconsistent performances. You see them probably not achieving as much as they could. It has nothing to do with talent. It has to do with the fact that they've been grinded for you know probably from age five to age 18. They've developed really, really good skills at wrestling, and you guys can probably picture some of these guys I'm talking about, and then from age 18 to 22, they lack the motivation, and the college coach puts up with their shit because, well, they can see that they are really good in wrestling, Mm -hmm. in fact.
2: Yes. Got so, anyone come man, to mind? You're just trying to get me, uh, get me beat down. Hey, so as <laughs> I, as I've been thinking about this, um, one, I think correlating hard work with success is um doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I think it does, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. well, the hardest worker will not be the the best wrestler. I don't. And also, you're thinking about the wrong things. You you reduce wrestling down to just hard work. In yeah, what? hard work at what at running a lot mm-hmm. at lifting a lot at doing a lot of wrestling yeah. practices, but like how yeah. much, how much problem solving did Bubba Jenkins do? Yeah. Bubba to was really out, smart. Yes. So how much problem solving did he do? And, and while, while, while some yeah. wrestlers, not the wrestlers on this list, but while some wrestlers only do what they're told, do this, do this, and yeah. they never develop problem solving skills. Yeah. Right. And they never yeah. have to really figure it out they just know coach told me to work on single is it and i don't know bubba really at all but i would guess he probably had to do some problem solving and figure out yeah, how absolutely. to win right so he had to figure out yeah. how to win and that's what he was able yeah. to do better than those other guys than a lot of other guys yeah. he's a junior world champion i don't know if i listen
1: for me but yeah bubba was highly intelligent Great game planner, understood the sport of wrestling. I mean, there, there was a lot of really positive qualities. Um, and and then you know we go with the balance of fast twitch, slow twitch, right? Someone like me who's slow twitch, twitch is naturally going to be slow, but it's great endurance. Uh, you know, someone like Bubba who's lightning quick, you know, he's going to get tired sometimes. And one of the things I it, it it is I won't go as far as saying it's racist, but a lot of wrestling mm. dumb wrestling people have this in their mind that just because someone gets tired, uh, they didn't work hard. And that's, that's just not, not the case, right? You we take Bubba and me, for examples. I am just not going to get as tired as Bubba because listen, I, I consider now I'm 35 minutes. I guess. When I was 22 Christian and I never did this, I could have sat on the couch for three months straight. I could have popped up and wrestled for 40 minutes. I could have no, no, no problem whatsoever. Um, just cause I, you know, I had, that was my muscle composition and, you know, someone like Bubba is going to be the opposite. Um, you know, or another great example, obviously me and Tyron Woodley. Um, you know, Tyron, for example, he didn't lift for. He had an injury, he didn't lift for a while, and he came back, and his numbers didn't go down almost at all, right? Uh, so, kind of like my example with my gas tank, I had an injury one time, I didn't lift. When I came back, dude, my numbers were like they like they like dropped like a rock, right? So, yeah. my explosiveness went down almost immediately, and so much, so I don't say I'm not going to say people are racist, but I I am going to say. A lot of wrestling people, when they see someone get tired, it is just from the mentality of, oh, he must not have worked hard then. And that is yeah. just such a, a dumb misconception um, of of an understanding of the sport of wrestling. Um, hey, yes, you, I, so I kind of got traffic. I talked there. You know, you just mentioned problem solving, Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. Anthony Robles, that's, that's the guy right there. You know, his, his, I, always talk about, I always talk about the difference between his junior year and senior year. Um, you know, he had nine losses and then he had uh-huh. zero. He went from seventh to first. There's a guy right there that listen, no one could tell him how to wrestle with one leg. Yeah. Right? None of us have one leg. And he went and did some serious problem solving, some serious thought. And obviously, you know, obviously he had some um, you know, like Brian Stith, I know was really influential in his thinking, you know, Brian, another really smart guy. Um, but yeah. he literally figured he figured yeah, he figured it out, right? He figured out how how he could get his body to do these different takedowns that he wasn't doing his junior year, and that was what made him so successful. So, would it have been better for Anthony Robles to just drill a billion times all the takedowns he was doing his junior year? No, he probably would have had the exact same result. Yeah. It was significantly more important for him to do that problem solving, and say, "How am I getting stopped?" and then he figures it out, and now all of a sudden he's on top within like you know a minute in every single match his senior year.
2: And the the other thing about that is hard, hard work is in many ways easier and simpler than problem solving because there's no set parameters for, okay, if you do a, you got to do a three mile run, you've got to do these lifts and you got to wrestle for an hour and a half. There's parameters and you just go and you do it and you can get through it. The human body, well, there's no yeah. parameters for solving a problem. Like, okay, Correct. I'll put in 20 minutes of problem solving. That who knows if that's going to be enough. <laughs> yeah. that's not how It's not how problem solving really works, right? It is not how it works. To, you do have to put in the time, but it's just going to be a. It's so much more. I guess would I say art, more art than science. I'm not sure how I would describe it, but it's not that simple.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree. And and so you know, um, in, there's there's significant inherent biases in, within people on what things they value, and in wrestling problem solving is has a very low value. But obviously, in my opinion, it's got a very high upside, right? You can yeah. get a huge amount of benefit. I mean, we were talking about Anthony robots. You get a huge amount of benefit out of problem solving. And uh, I, I won't, I, you know, here, I'm not going to say the name um, of this person. But so, Mark Ellis, my good friend who's a national champion, he was working a camp with someone. And, you know, he came from our Missouri school of thought, which is, you know, solve these problems, figure it out, weren't you good? And that, And he was with someone who had just, came up a little bit short at the national tournament and that person probably could benefit from a little bit of problem solving. And that, that person definitely hundred percent worked their butt off Worked really, really, really hard. And, you know, Mark was just talking to him and he said, Hey, you know, how you, gonna, I, I don't remember what the phrase, how you gonna get better for next year. Or, you know what? And, and the guy had said, you know, uh, I just, I got to work harder. I got to keep working harder. And Mark was like, well, you know from all, from everything i've heard you work really hard like can you really work that much harder uh, or you know maybe is it a few new moves that you need to add mm-hmm. and you know the but the the kid the guy the kid was convinced that he just needed to work harder and that was going to solve everything and a lot of people in wrestling they 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 like to think that way and that's you know can can hard work solve some problems yeah of course it can right is it going to solve all your problems nope
2: boom well said yeah from locked hands. If Kyle has to punch through ten layers of drywall for one flavor of monster, what flavor would it be?
3: Uh, probably just original. Wow.
2: Yeah. He's a classic guy.
3: Yeah. No, I ain't. basic. <laughs> no. It is basic. No, it's basic. It is.
2: Okay. Basic bracky. Fine. Um. All right. I think we did this. I Think we did this yeah. show. We officially did it. Good show. Ending on the good. Uh. Good little conversation about hard work and problem solving, et cetera, et cetera. Um, cool, Kyle Grover. Thank you for producing the show. We are good to go. You can play us out. Thanks to the Funky One, Ben askrin Miss the Heiser, Anheiser, Anheiser Bush, Anheiser Ben. um He does Ben doesn't drink, but his his Twitter handle is now Anheiser. You don't know what Anheiser is. You need to go Google it. I probably won't, but <laughs> but that's okay. Maybe I will. I didn't know. Oh my it was goodness! Either.
1: Nick Simmons, the East Lansing Strangler, just texted me that there's going to be an Iron Man freestyle folkstyle Greco Turner. I gotta read. It's a flyer on my phone. <laughs> they're
2: bringing it back just like I talked about, Bracky. Boom! Iron Man. Very good. Well, hey, thanks a lot. Thanks to Bracky. Thanks to you for listening. We'll be back this time Tuesday, next Tuesday. Have mm-hmm. a good weekend. Be safe. It's going to get better. See you soon. Thanks. See
1: ya.